Welcome to The Church Door, a place where I can post my Bible studies and sermons for your listening pleasure. I'm the Reverend Matthew Fenn, pastor of St. Peter's Evangelical Lutheran Church in Stratford, Ontario. Thanks for tuning us in. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Heroes. We find heroes in countless movies and books, TV shows. Our society seems to have a fascination with heroes. But the biblical understanding of what makes a hero is radically different from what we find in movies and TV shows. Our text from Revelation reminds us of who the true heroes are. But from a Christian perspective, what makes someone a hero? Do you need to have lived an extraordinarily holy life? Do you need to have been another Mother Teresa? Or maybe you needed to do some miracles, maybe be a martyr, give your life for the faith. But almost every hero in the Bible has some sort of flaw. It could be a major flaw like Samson or Jephthah, or minor flaws like uh, Samson, uh, like Abraham and Samuel. So, what makes one a hero in the Christian faith? John in our epistle reading in Revelation. He catches a fleeting glimpse of heaven. He catches sight of a great crowd of people that no one can number. This is people from every nation, tribe, and language on the earth. It's an inclusive Israel, a multi-ethnic Israel. And they're wearing white robes and they're carrying palm branches in their hands. The question right at the middle of this Chapter 7 is, who are they? Who are they, this multi-ethnic Israel? Who, with, who is this great white-robed crowd of worshipers with palm branches in their hands? Palm branches. Well, that should remind you of something. Palm Sunday. Palm branches are used in celebrations when the conquering king and his army are victorious and they've come home. Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey and was hailed as the king, the son of David, with palm branches. So, here is this enormous, multi-ethnic crowd and they are celebrating a victory. And they're singing a victory song. They're heroes. But they're not heroes because they defeated the enemy in battle. In our gospel reading, Jesus says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, the spiritually poor. Blessed are the spiritual beggars. So they're not, they are not heroes, but there is one exception Jesus. Jesus is the true hero in the ultimate sense. Think of it this way many soldiers died during the Second World War to bring victory to Europe. But in the kingdom of God, 
It's the death of the King, Jesus Christ, that assures the victory. Now John notices that these saints all have identical white robes. What does white stand for? White stands for purity. So, who are they? The text gives us the answer. They are, these are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. They're not heroes because they were such great moral examples. No, they'd all sinned. None of them was able to keep their robes clean. They all had to wash them. And the reason why their clothes are white is not because they lived lives of holiness and complete righteousness. No, it's because of the blood of the Lamb, the sacrificial death of Jesus. He rescued them. They were baptized. And God's Word placed them in God's favor. By His blood, Jesus washed their sin-stained robes and made them white. Our triumph, our victory, comes not from ourselves, but it comes from the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. His victory is given to us, and it's given to us in holy baptism. As the old hymn says, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. See, you see, we don't look like heroes. We don't talk like heroes. We don't think or act like heroes, but that's not how God sees us. God has called us blessed in holy baptism. Despite being spiritual beggars, hungering and thirsting for righteousness we don't have, despite our poor condition, God Himself calls us His children. And He does so in holy baptism. See, you are heroes because through baptism, you are connected to the victory of Jesus. So this multi-ethnic crowd have come out of the Great Tribulation. Now, what's the Great Tribulation? Is it a seven-year time period right before the end of the world where the Antichrist is going to be revealed? No. Life. Life is a Great Tribulation. Back in John's time, the Roman emperor and the pagan culture made being a Christian very difficult. Unlike John's audience, who were being put to death, we Canadians are not being put to death quite yet for being Christians. We live in an increasingly anti-Christian culture, though. It's the very foundations of the Christian religion are being challenged every day. And on top of that, you all, we all have the world, the flesh, and the devil fighting against us with more fury than any Roman emperor ever could. And if that wasn't enough, life has its own sorrows and hardships. Life has been called the Valley of Tears. And we can understand why. Some of, some of the pain and the, the trouble and the sorrows that we experience in life, we bring upon ourselves. Some of it we inflict on others. And some others inflict on us. There are trials. There are sufferings and difficulties that we have to face each day. Only you, only you know what your struggles and difficulties are. 
maintaining the faith while caring for the burdens of everyday life in an anti-Christian world isn't enough of a challenge as it is. And then you start adding things on top of that. You start adding health problems, maybe a bit of depression, maybe a debilitating illness, perhaps uh, the death of, the lo- of a loved one or the lingering absence of that one whom you've lost. It might be the constant barrage of just one thing after another in your life that you can't even catch your breath. Maybe it's your own sinful desires that always seem to get the best of you and you keep battling day in and day out and it feels like you're fighting a losing battle. We all must suffer. We all struggle feebly. And if we're not careful, the cares and the trials of this life can kill us. It can choke out our faith. God help us. And He will. Christian heroes are those people who have faced life's tribulations and won. They're those people who took the best that life could throw at them and they were victorious. They were the survivors. But how? What made them so special? Revelation reminds us that they weren't special. God helps us to go through whatever comes against us. Baptism, being a Christian, does not exempt us from going through sickness and trials and challenges and wars and whatever other calamities you can think of. Our baptism reminds us that God is with us in our lives, around us, and that God promises to be with us beyond this life. Our text says in the beginning that God's people are sealed. In baptism, you are mar- you were marked in your foreheads with a seal that declares that you belong to God. And you're not to be harmed. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to escape suffering in this life, but it does mean that no matter what happens, even if you have to die, God will see you safely through to the other side. He will strengthen us, just like He strengthened the saints of old, just like He strengthened those who are listed in our bulletin. Now, where is this multi-ethnic Israel located? Did you see it? They are before the throne. Whose throne? God's throne. They are in heaven. See, we all have to come through a a, a time of great suffering and tribulation during our life. But if we trust in Jesus our Lord, we will find ourselves in God's throne room. In the heavenly temple. Worshipping at the ultimate divine service. The tears and sorrows and sufferings and afflictions of this life will all have been gone. Washed away by God. See, He comforts those who are in heaven with His presence. That's the hope which is ours in Christ Jesus, the Lamb who was slain. And knowing this can bring us comfort. Look at verse 5 of our hymn we just sang. And when the fight is fierce, the warfare long, steals on the ear the distant triumph song. And hearts are brave again, and arms are strong. The fight is fierce. 
Life is hard. The warfare is long. This nightmare requires endurance. But you are surrounded by a great crowd of witnesses. Saints surround you. You're surrounded by saints who went to St. Peter's and who have died in the faith. You are surrounded by loved ones who have died in the faith. You're surrounded by Lloyd and Mona and Mary and Earl and Gary and Keith. When you come to the divine service, time and space don't have that much meaning. Today, you will hear faint echoes of the praise and the heavenly liturgy. We're worshiping with angels and with archangels and with Mary and Sarah and Maria and Shirley and May and Gwen and with all the company of heaven. And those who've gone before us, who we know are in heaven, that's not the only encouragement. Look at those people who are running alongside you in this life. Look around at this church. These are your fellow saints, all running toward Jesus. And look who's not here. And those who maybe became weary, those who maybe need you to pick up the phone and call them and give them some encouragement so that they can press toward the goal. Because it won't be long now. Rest will come. The one who began a good work in us will bring it to completion in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. One day, the bell will toll for us. A hero is someone who, despite their sin, was baptized into Christ and received his victory over Satan, sin, and death. And God himself placed a seal upon us and promises to see us through whatever life may throw at us. Heroes have been redeemed by the precious blood of Christ and they cling to Jesus for dear life. And they cling to him all the way until death. You see, a true, a true hero is a Christian who dies in the faith. They have this blessing the very presence and love of the Lord Jesus Christ. He himself will dwell among us. Jesus Christ will be like a tent to cover us, a, like a shepherd to feed us, to guide us to fountains of living water. The tears and the sorrows and the sufferings and the trials of life are gone. God wipes them all away. He comforts the saints in his presence where there is fullness of joy forever. That's the hope that is yours in Christ Jesus, the Lamb who was slain for you. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. You've been listening to The Church Door. Thanks again for tuning in. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, you can reach me, Pastor Matthew Fenn, at revfenn, R-E-V-F-E-N-N, at icloud.com. Look forward to having you with us again next time.